This is Cafe Convos with Mac and Bundy. They're certainly not experts, but they like to think they are. Welcome to Cafe Convos. This week is the beginning of the show. If you're listening, then I really do want to thank you. Uh, I'm going to do my best to bring you the best content that's going to provide some value and, and help kick off your week. Now, this week I introduced Bundy from St. Kilda, who's going to be a regular guest on the show, just a great guy with an interesting story. So I hope you do enjoy the show. Sit back, relax, and, well, not if you're driving. All right, welcome to Cafe Convos, the very first podcast of its kind. Bundy, welcome. Uh, thank you. First and foremost, we should actually thank uh, the cafe that we're in today. Cafe Moritz, St. Uh, Moritz. St. Moritz on Eckland Street in Melbourne. Yep. Uh, a wonderful place if you're ever stopping by. It's very comfy and we're quite, we're quite mm. comfortable. We're, uh, got us, I've got my and strong almond latte here. I'm quite happy about that. I've had my, uh, my strong flat white. Your strong flat white. Made, made by the barista Eva. <laughs> Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. So, Bundy, you're Melbourne-based, yes? Yes, I am St Kilda-based, not just Melbourne-based, St Kilda-based. It's just similar to what Perth and Fremantle are. I mean, Perth is the city, and then you've got Fremantle, which is the port city, and they're two different identities, similar to probably Melbourne and St Kilda. So, I'm more St Kilda-based. Yes. Gotcha. The way I met Bundy was quite interesting. I was sitting down at a cafe, coming up with ideas for podcasts and things to do and, and then I saw this styly ass looking oh, dude geez. with all the gears walking down the street with this beautiful girl next to him and I'm like look at this cat he's just he he's just looks oh, the part you know oh, and, thanks, you know and uh, <laughs> for a go- I've, I've just moved to Melbourne as I say a lot of my stuff's still in storage so I don't have any of my cool gears and <laughs> and, and here's this dude I, I had to go up to him I ran up to him and said listen mate what do you do you look you look the part uh, who are you and uh, and this is how our friendship kind of began and uh, we bumped again. We uh, we actually met up here at St. Moritz yeah, uh, by, yeah. by chance as well, and we discussed the idea of a podcast. and mm. And that's when you told me a little bit about um, where yeah. you've come from. You've had some hard times, and yeah, yeah. and you've progressed. Um, I'd love to know a little bit more about that journey. Yeah, well, um, I did. I did come from hard times. I um, I come from um, a pretty, uh, I wouldn't say dodgy background, but yeah, look, um, a background where where there was adversity. You know, where I had to, I had to actually think about where I was at that time. I wasn't going, I wasn't going in the direction that I wanted to go. So I had to really think about where I was, and that made me think about coming to Melbourne. Look, I was an intravenous drug user. You're, you're intravenous. I was an intravenous drug user from the age of say 19 to the age of. 33. Um, I'm at a point now where the drugs don't um, um, control me, I control the drugs. Okay. So look, even when I talk about it now, I'm getting that anxiety and I feel, I feel like, yeah, that's, that's a bit angst just talking about it, but I've got control over it. So um, I was in a predicament where I wasn't living that life, I wasn't living the life that I, where, where I wanted to go. And it was after... Well, the drug of choice that was for me it was amphetamines, yeah. and which turned into the ice, the meth, which that really fucks you up. The meth really actually fucks you up. It's um, um so when it was, look, it was it was a. So for how many years were you lost in that? Sort oh of look, I was lost there. Maybe maybe over it was over ten years. Okay. That was over ten years. So it was like a routine. When I first started it, I was the drug maybe into an introvert. Yeah. I'm an introvert naturally. I'm a natural introvert anyway. So that just enhanced my personality, and I thought this is fucking great. This is I'm, I'm killing it here. This is great. So when I first started it, I thought, yeah, 
this is a great drug. I'm killing it here. I feel so confident. I feel so good. But after many, many years of use, it turned me into an introvert. And I just went into myself. So I used to just, like, this is my life for the part. Like, at, right at the end of that, that binge, it was like, work, then I'd get, get on on a Thursday night. Mm. Then from that Thursday, I would binge. I'd spend most of my pay. I wasn't paying. I was living at home. I was living at home. wasn't paying board to my parents. I was just spending all my money on the drugs. So I was living till Thursday. Thursday I'd get on, and then from Thursday to Sunday I'd be up all You'd night. Be yeah. I'd be up all night. I'd be fucking playing PlayStation, yeah. masturbating, doing all those fucking real dirty, shitty things you do when you, you are... When you're, in, you're, when you're out of control. Yeah. Basically, you are out of control, and all you're thinking about is just making you feel good, feel good, let's feel good. It's obviously something deep inside me that was making me feel bad, so I was covering that up. But we'll touch onto that later yeah. on, maybe. So you were so you were saying Thursday to Sunday, it was, it was just, hardcore. It, it was, was hardcore, just, just binging out, just not out. sleeping, and then... And then I'd, 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 then I'd stop because I had to go to work on the Monday. But no, honestly, I'd take at least every second Monday, I'd have off. Yep. Because I was because always, you couldn't, I couldn't go to work. Couldn't I couldn't maintain. So I was always swapping jobs and I always had factory jobs, fucking labouring jobs here, labouring jobs. But I always worked. I never did crime. I think it's easy for people to get stuck into drugs. And, mm. and I'm also wanting to think about the people who don't do drugs, who still suffer from that depression. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think... That could have been a gateway, the way you got into the drugs in the first place. Yes. You were saying you were quite an introvert and there was something missing. Or why do the drugs, basically? Um, look, I think I think it's all about escapism. I mean, yeah. We do drugs, we read books, we do everything like that. It's all about escaping from, from our own life. And then when you're hurting, you don't want to feel... You don't want to go into yourself. You yeah. don't. You don't want to get the truth. I don't know, maybe... It's just you're scared of what's going to... What the truth is. So you just covered that up. This is what my personal my personal experience was. I just wanted to cover all those yucky emotions, everything that was bad. I don't even know. Look, I've got an inkling why what happened. Yeah. What happened to me? But um, I, I'm working that shit out at the moment. You know, it's always it's it's a, it's it's a journey. So at what point where you realise that you kind of have to get to get out of that? Oh, right. um, yeah. Okay. Um, what was that, that? What was the process? My sisters, uh, they mean everything to me. They're my closest people in in the world. Um, when you're a drug addict, you, you, it's a selfish act. All you're thinking about is yourself. All you're thinking about is you're hurting yourself. You're not worrying about your family. You're not worrying about anybody else. You're worrying about when to get the drugs. I want to stop this feeling. I want to feel good again. So it's all about you. You don't realise what it's doing to your family. That's just fucking up my family. You know, I, I was. I, I, they know. The whole family knew. The, everyone knew. Everyone knew what I was. You know, I what was, you were doing. What I was doing. I was a drug addict living at home, and it was honestly everyone knew that, and it was like a self perpetuation. Mm. So it was like, yeah. Um, I'm a, fuck it, everyone thinks I'm a drug addict, everyone thinks I'm a loser. That's what I am. That's so who I just, am. You, I you just come to terms with it. I yeah. just come to, I said, yep, yeah, that's me. Um, one day it was like after a binge, it was like my sisters, both my sisters confronted me and said to me, you're fucking up my, you know, our family. What you're doing is you're killing my, my was, I was killing my parents really. You know, they were just turning a blind, they knew what I was on, they were turning a blind eye, but it was actually hurting them. And though it was, it wasn't, it was unhealthy for them. So my sisters just said, look, what, what you're doing now is shit. And then, that re and then they turned their back on me. They didn't talk to me for weeks. And that really made me think about who I was. 
And then I started being internal and started thinking about why I feel like this, why I'm doing it. It's true. Okay. Which is okay. So you started expressing, so you started expressing, I started expressing yourself. myself, which is very important to do. It's very. I think expressing yourself is is what we do. It's what we have to do as humans. It's what makes us humans. It's what's what makes us from uh, uh, differentiates us from being an animal and to to us consciousness. You know who who we are. Yeah. So I think that we have to express ourselves. So I did that. And then it was like, um, it was like an epiphany. It was like, uh, it was, honestly, it was like, it was a four day binge. I was, I was up for four days. Yeah. And have you ever seen the movie Harvey Keitel? It's called The Bad Lieutenant. Yeah, I, I, I vaguely remember it though. So right, he's, 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 he's been, he's, he's, on a, he's had a binge and he's, he's, um, the scene was, he'd been, he's a bad copper and he's taken all these drugs and he'd been on a binge for like five days and he's in front of the mirror naked and just going, this is not me, and crying. This is not me. This... That scene was exactly what I was doing. I said, this is not fucking me. And I was looking myself in the mirror, and I was really looking hard, and I was going, fucking, what do I do? What do I do? And I had a friend that was living in Melbourne at, Melbourne at the time, and he knew what I was going through, close friend, he knew what I was going through, and he goes, Bundy, what are you gonna do? Just, just fucking leave Perth, leave that behind you, come here, and then fucking work it out. And I thought, well, I'm not gonna fucking do that. Why would I do that? It, I don't want to run away from my problems. I want to face my problems, but I really had to leave that environment. Yeah. But um, it, then it was like, it was after four days, I was looking at it, and then I was crying, and then bang, the thought came to my, I'm going to fucking Melbourne. I have to go to Melbourne. Okay, I, so it was the change that also, it was the move that. Yeah, okay. it, I, and then from that point, it was like an epiphany. No shit, it was like a weight lifted off my shoulders. Um, from that point, two weeks, I had. Uh, the, uh, the $200 and a plane fare and a backpack and I was in and then I moved to Melbourne. That was 2003. Okay. And, um, and then I got to Melbourne and then everything was going great. Everything for the first five weeks, you know, honeymoon period obviously. Yeah. You know, when you're like, in a new environment. You're still a tourist inside. in a way. Yeah, everything's, everything's going yeah. well. Got a job, like I arrived on Thursday, I had a job on the Monday and everything was going wow. good. But still, the internal shit was happening to me. My brain was gone. Then I started and I, then the guys working with, you know, mate, birds of a feather flock together. That's the old saying. You always, if you want to find drugs, you'll always, you know, congregate or, mm. you know, find that person. So I found a guy that I could score gear off. Sorry, I found a guy that I could score gear off. And then, yeah, I started doing it here and then realised that, nah, this is not the right thing. So then I stopped, but then every now and then I'd feel bad and then probably every two or three months I'd have a binge. Mm. Um, I stopped that for a while, then what happened is I started training. I started um, doing, I don't know, using my addictive personality from taking the drugs. And from one to another. From one to another. <laughs> Which is which got me into training, which is yeah. Okay, well let, let's hold it there for a second because yeah. I mean there's there's a lot to digest. In there's, there. No, I've got it. Yeah, there. <laughs> and there's always the person that we want to be. Yes. Um, and then it's the actual <laughs> physical execution of being that person. But then on the flip side of that, there's also that trying to be humble with who you are as a person as well, and just mm. like, well, hey, this is me. Yeah. So true. How do you find the line between the two? I mean, it's. You know, the, the person you want to be and the person who you really are is coming to terms with... Humility. 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 Humility is, is, is very important. Ego. Ego plays a lot of part in it, I yeah. suppose. They're like, 
Um, when I was younger, uh, uh, look, this is all just psychoanalyzing myself. Yeah. Amateur psychoanalyzing myself. When I was younger, um, youngest of five, always a center of attention. Um, yeah, I was an entertainer and I became, and I knew as a kid, when you're a kid, you can manipulate. Yeah. You do manipulate. You know what makes people happy, you know what makes people sad. So you tend to do things that make people happy. So I dance and do all that little yeah, well, show for Well, I can see you as, I mean, even in, in that rave culture back years ago, <laughs> I, I can imagine you you were the go-to guy where it's like, oh, your Bondi's here. Yeah, all right. Oh, the party's now begun. That's what it was like. And that's, this, yeah. Because yeah, like in the rave scene back in Perth, it was very, um, it was early 90s and that was the true rave scene back yeah. then. So what was happening in Britain and in England and London was happening parallel into Perth. So population in Perth, what, 1.7 million people? at that time in the early 90s we were getting 30,000 people at a fucking rave that's yeah. that's big yeah that's just a big big a bit big event and that was the start of I suppose that's the start of my drugs when I started taking ecstasy yeah. trips and all that sort of stuff like 18 19 into my 20s yeah and then it was more lifestyle you know everything okay. that everything that we did socially was all about drugs mm. you know you'd go you'd you'd um you'd be at a rave and it would be like it would, the conversation would be like oh so how's your parents or you know about life it'd be oh how many fucking how many pills have you taken mm. you know, what have you taken tonight it was and that was your status you know yeah. the more you took the status so that's yeah yeah then that's you know right. what i mean yeah I it's 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 what yeah, right. it's, we're, in our we're, we're getting a little off topic sorry that's no, okay <laughs> and this is this is, we this, is why I'm, this is why i'm here um Otherwise, we can just do the show about Bundy, which I, I already think he's going to be a regular on this podcast series, to be honest. Um, now, now, listen, uh, you getting through. So the, one of the yeah, big things, sorry, obviously, was the transition moving from leaving all of the baggage from Perth, coming mm. to Melbourne yeah. was, a, was a great thing. So you're getting yourself out of that situation yeah. completely. But the thing is, you, yeah, you, I, I moved myself out of that environment. Out of the equation. Out of the equation. We were talking about self-perpetuation where yes. people thought about you. So leaving that environment where people thought about me was fucking liberating. I come to a new environment where I can be myself, have my personality. Fresh start. Fresh start. No one knew me except the people that I love. That's it. You know what I mean? Everyone knew me as Bundy, this outgoing. Bang, you knew me, you didn't know my baggage, you knew me as the positive guy. Just like we do on Facebook, so social media, all we do is just post positive shit. Yeah. So that's what I was just doing. You know? yeah. I was just giving who I was. But I still internally had... Well, you're still going to find it, aren't you? I mean, you've, yeah. it, you can't change your DNA. And no. one, of the, one of the guys I like to no. listen to a lot, Gary Vee, it's all yeah. about DNA. Yeah. And I mean, this podcast is really trying to isolate mindset mm. I mean, and, and really just trying oh, to focus the on... The power of the mind is unbelievable. On, this is it. Yeah. And, and it, it goes down to that Buddha um, quote from years ago. I have, I'm not going to be able to specifically quote it, but it's all about, you know, what you think is what you become. Thoughts become things. Yep. Thoughts become things. And I, I mean, I've, I should know it off by heart. I've got it printed in my bloody bathroom. <laughs> um, but uh, it can be quite scary for people because you can take that notion, thoughts become things. Mm the wrong way quite easily if you're having negative thoughts and, and you're trying exactly. to stop those negative thoughts exactly that's exactly. where you get twisted yep yep because you yep. know oh, man, I can't stop my mind from thinking been about there. this everyone's been there you know? yeah yeah intrusive thoughts are a big thing I know when the we're talking about drug culture mm. when the sy synthetic marijuana was out uh, <laughs> last year year before that, that fucked your mind up though. It? it was mental. Like, yeah. I, I, to be honest with you, uh, a friend of mine let me try some of it, and I did, and I was starting to have these intrusive thoughts. Um, it, it, and just having these thoughts I didn't actually want to have. Because like, it's not a natural fucking thing to put in your body. So I understand the drug side of things, but I yeah. think 
for also the people that just have this by default. They don't do drugs, they're clean, they have healthy lifestyles, mm. but there's, there's still this inner voice that they can't control and they're trying to come to grips with. And I, th- I guess what I'm trying to cover in this topic is, is to how to just find yourself and find your own voice and listen to that, those thoughts, but just know the person you are and understand the person you want to be. I think... It's- I, I, I think is that making sense? Yep. It does make yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. It does make it definitely does make sense. I think um, the background noise. I think that I think social media is is it's got a lot to do with anxiety. It does um, today? Yes. It does today because we always comparing ourselves. We we feel inadequate. We're always looking on social media and we go. Sorry about that, man. We're going back to like everyone puts a real positive spin when they put their shit on. On, on, on social media, so everyone's thinking they're comparing themselves and they think that's inadequate, so they're trying, you know, they're, they're keeping up with the Smiths, keeping up yeah. with the Nestle neighbors, and they're trying to do that, so they're always comparing, so they're never feeling good about themselves, and they're always looking about, always looking externally. Yeah. And, and how to feel good externally, not going internally. The way, the way I did that is expressing yourself by writing. That, that, was, that was the pinnacle. That's what I wanted to mention. Expressing earlier. yourself by writing. I think. Well, it doesn't necessarily be by writing, but I think it's expressing that, yourself. It's just expressing yeah. yourself and being able to read it back or watch yep. it back and yeah. actually seeing yourself and your mm-hmm. inner thoughts. Inner thoughts are very important. This is it, it yeah. because it gets it out of your mind. Yeah. It, it gets it down in paper or in a, in a visual, so you can uh, yeah. apply with it for the, with yeah. all your senses. Yeah. And, and really come to grips. And fuck me when you write shit down yep. and you read back all oh, the dopamine hit bang yeah better than any other fucking drug <laughs> <laughs> that dopamine hit that's oof, it it's a really good hit i mean and we, now look we're, we're we're like what 24 minutes minutes in in the podcast well mm-hmm. around uh, roughly on that and I, I wanted to keep these podcast to about half an hour yeah yeah sorry so, no no don't be sorry on, no mate. no listen what, we, what what i'm suggesting we do is um i'd like i, I want to continue this topic yeah. and, and discover more i i think i believe um <clears throat> Bondi's a hard man to track down and to keep. Not anymore, mate. He's a, he's a, he's a busy man, um, but I, I'd like him to be a regular on this feature. And so basically, let's, let's, we're going to find out more about Bondi's story and also a bit about my story as well. If you, if you don't know who I am, um, uh, there's a, bit, a bio online. We can talk about that. Um, but it's not about me. It's about you. If you're listening to this so far and you're feeling like you've got a couple of questions or you've got a couple of opinions that you'd like to add, please comment. Please write to us. Um, and we read everything that comes through. So uh, we're on SoundCloud, and we're also going through iTunes as well. Um, we have a Facebook page created, which I haven't done yet. I need to do, do this that. week. Uh, we'll do be that. doing that. And uh, we will be answering and finding out a little bit more about Bondi's story as well. Yeah. Um, but thank you for listening so far. Is there anything you'd like to finish on, Bondi? Not really, mate. It's just um, when you meet people, you, you, you tend to get their aura. You tend to get their... You, t- you connect, you don't connect. And bang, there was that good good connection between me and you and I think I think it's going to be a very healthy relationship and, I think so and, and, and I think we're just going to be speaking a lot of shit a lot, a, a lot of good shit <laughs> a lot of good shit a lot of good shit it's all good shit here baby yeah um, but I think the point the point where we want to get through on this podcast though the main thing is verbalizing the thoughts and just getting it out of your mind and getting it onto a piece of paper okay. and then watch it tomorrow or watch it the following day. Don't write it down on Facebook for 100,000 people to, to no. read. Internally. I mean, we're here to guide you 100% of the way. As I say, write, comment. You can also email me at macthatshit at gmail. Mac that shit. All right, we're going to Mac it right here. This is Dougie Mac signing out. Thank you very much, Bundy. Thank you very much, Dougie Mac. Awesome, brother. And uh, thank you to the St. Moritz Cafe for having us here today. Yes. Cheers.